Welcome to the new audio podcast with Thomas Chelmy. Take off now and boost your efficiency in leadership, teamwork and customer contact. Today's topic is Guiding Principles for Outstanding Performance. In my work with leaders, I'm often asked the question, how can I increase the performance of my team, of my employees? What are some principles that I need to include in my leadership so my team as a whole and my employees will perform even better and will be even more engaged and more motivated? Well, of course, there are various aspects that have an influence on employee performance and engagement. Three of them I would like to address in this podcast. They are fundamental because they are a core aspect or they are core aspects of human leadership, of being human as a leader. And because we are leading human beings and not machines, they are so important. Leadership is about mobilizing other human beings. Management, as opposed to leadership, is more about processes, tasks, and the more factual and rational aspects. So, speaking of leadership, it's about mobilizing others. Or as Dwight Eisenhower once said, leadership is about getting someone to do what they have to do because they want to do it. And the second part of the sentence is quite important. Otherwise, we can just, you know, apply a command and control approach and be effective too. So that works too. It's not wrong. It just comes at a certain price. The price is very often a high employee turnover because people cannot evolve and grow. They just have to do what they are told. And I personally know an organization in which it is part of the leadership understanding that people should not think by themselves. They are supposed to do how they're told and what they're told. The organization is very successful, very profitable. So it does work. It just comes at a certain price. And you can lead like that. You don't have to. There are other ways of applying a more human leadership in your organization. So what are the three basic principles or leadership principles for outstanding performance? They are three. Number one is a positive focus in leadership. Number two is authenticity. And number three is trust. So let's have a closer look at them one by one. Positive focus. Why is positive focus so important? It mainly has to do with our perception, with our biased perception that I had already explained in one of my other podcasts. We all have a so-called negative bias when it comes to 
how we perceive reality. Anything that we label negative has much more attraction for our attention than things that we label positive. So it's like a magnet for, for our attention and, in addition, like a magnifying glass. So things that we consider negative uh, also seem much bigger than anything that's positive. So when a leader leads based on this negative bias, what does he or she logically see in the first place? Problems, difficulties, deviations, mistakes, errors, etc., etc. And what does this leader give feedback about? Well, exactly about this. Therefore, feedback is mostly negative or critic. On an employee, from an employee perspective, I hear things like, well, you know, we never hear anything uh, from our boss unless we made something wrong, we did something wrong, there was a mistake and we didn't reach our targets, etc., etc. That's when we hear something. When we do something well, or if we do something well, we don't necessarily hear from them. So if a leader has this problem-solving focus, this negative focus, and only sees problems, he or she creates a climate in which surviving is the goal. When team members tend to cover up mistakes, do not necessarily pass on ideas, they cover their backs and they defend their territory. Silo thinking uh, is based on such a climate very often. If instead a leader is able to expand his or her perception, to also see uh, the growing forest, to also see positive aspects, things that are done well, sees possibilities, even if the situation is difficult, they create a completely different climate, a climate in which growth is the expectation, learning is the expectation in which team members tend to learn from mistakes, exchange creative ideas, and support the team. Where mistakes are not a reason to sanction someone, but to learn. And I personally come from an aviation and airline industry background where this kind of climate, especially uh, in, the, in the flying crews, anybody who has to do with the flying itself is absolutely crucial. Where mistakes need to be admitted because everybody and the whole organization needs to learn from, in, from, from them because they are safety relevant. Of course, the same is true for any other organization, even if the mistakes that happen are not necessarily safety relevant. So, if a manager, if a leader is, uh, has a strong focus on problems and criticizes a lot, then usually what happens is that team members look for alternative satisfaction outside the workplace. So in their free time, in their spare time, they look for uh, satisfaction of their needs, needs for appreciation, for being valued, 
etc. This is often done in sports, but also in shopping or uh, use of alcohol and other substances, unfortunately. So how can you as a leader be more balanced and have a more positive focus and be perceived as someone who's rather positive than negative and therefore be more effective in your leadership? Well, because we have this negative bias, it's not enough to just balance positive and negative interactions. Because your team members also have this negative bias in their perception. So if you believe that uh, balancing one critical or negative interaction with one positive interaction is enough, you're wrong. Because, because of the negative uh, perception or negativity bias of your employees, you will still be perceived as rather negative. Even if you compensate one critical or negative interaction by two positive interactions, you may just be perceived as rather neutral. If you really want to be perceived as rather positive, the ratio is three to one. The minimum ratio, by the way. So you have to compensate one critical or negative interaction with three positive interactions, such as positive feedback, appraisal, etc., etc., positive remarks, genuine compliments, etc. So much for positive focus. So let's look at the second basic principle, which is authenticity. What does authenticity mean? There are two components to authenticity. Number one is being genuine. Connecting with others by bravely showing the real me. By being seen for who you really are. Even if you feel a little uncomfortable doing so. And the other component is vulnerability. Being prepared to admit that you do not have the solution to every problem. That you do not have the greatest talent and the best or most, most comprehensive knowledge that is needed in every situation. So imagine a leader who stands in front of the team and says, guys, honestly, I currently don't know what to do. I don't have a solution. Or who admits a mistake. I made a wrong decision. If you imagine such a person, such a leader, what do you think happens with his or her credibility and acceptance as a leader? Well, usually they go through the roof because the leader is seen and perceived as a human being. Okay, he or she is just like us, human. And this humanity creates so much credibility, acceptance, and therefore connection. Because an insincere leader who never lets the protective shield down, who's, who runs around packed in armor, creates a climate in which only perfection is allowed, where team members tend to cover up mistakes, 
not ask for help and show little commitment and engagement. Instead, an authentic leader who has the courage to be themselves creates a climate in which everybody else feels encouraged to show their true self, where individual strengths are used effectively. A climate in which team members tend to develop their strength even further, ask for help, give help, feel connected and show commitment and engagement. And last but not least, trust. How does trust normally evolve or develop? Well, usually trust develops over time by having a series of repeated positive experiences with someone that will at some point create a basis for me to trust this person. So it takes time. Now, do we have time in the workplace? Do we have time in the business? Well, not necessarily. So when it comes to the workplace and to leadership, trust cannot be the consequence of positive experiences over a long period of time because we cannot afford to wait a long period of time until we can trust someone, although some leaders do. I just recently had a team development workshop and uh, the leader, when we started talking about trust, said, well, in this team, everybody needs to earn my trust. The team didn't really perceive that as very, very positive. So in the workplace and in leadership, trust is a decision. A decision you make. Because how absurd is it to look for experienced and competent people out in the job market, hire them, recruit them, and then not trust them. So trust is a decision you make until you are proven wrong. Do not start from a basis of mistrust and wait until people have earned your trust. You lose so much time and potential. Trust is a decision. And how do you build trust? Again, by being a role model, by being the one who invests first. You can only build trust by practicing trust. So these are the three basic principles for outstanding performance. Positive focus. Expand your perception to not only the falling trees, but also the growing forest. Start watching for successes, pockets of success. Start watching for people who do something right and tell them. Give them positive recognition, positive feedback and appraisal. Second, authenticity. Be genuine. Be seen for the person you really are and be vulnerable. Show yourself for who you really are in order to create connections and in order to also create the third principle, 
which is trust. And you can only build trust by practicing trust, because trust is a decision. My wish for you is that this impulse will help you increase your personal effectiveness. Yours, Thomas Jelly.